All right, everybody, welcome to the Iditarods podcast, Tales from the Trail. We are here with Jason and Jennifer Compo, um, and they are going to be both mushing with us in the Iditarod. They're competing together. This is a, uh, I guess it was a couple racing team. And Jason is a veteran Iditarod musher, and Jennifer has uh, now qualified to run the Iditarod and the Quest I hear. And we're going to be talking with them today on several things, their plans for this year and about their kennel. I'm Kristen, your host. Welcome to the show, Jason and Jennifer. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so you guys are... Over there in Rocky Mountain House, Alberta, Canada, right? Correct, yes. Yep, and how is the weather there? We have um, snow a little bit, and uh, the temperature has dropped off quite a bit this week uh, in Wasilla. So. Yeah, it's funny because uh, early October we had about a foot of snow and cold weather. And we were thought we were getting close to sleds, and then all of a sudden we've got a, a bit of a hot spell here for the next few days, and then we'll get back into the snow. So it was a little frustrating because now it's like spring breakup all over again. But um, other than that, the training conditions have been really good for us. Well, that's good. Uh, we are a little icy right now. It's almost just ice, that hard stuff when it... Uh, rain snows so it's meh it's not the best of trail situations i don't think i've talked to a, a few other mushers they're kind of waiting for it to get to be real snow not this ice stuff <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's i mean it's that's one thing about mushing is that the you can only do what you you can with the trails and the weather right it's it's all based on climate so um you know, when it gets too dangerous, when it gets too icy or stuff, it's just uh, it's just not feasible to go out. But, you know, we've been fortunate so far and have uh, some really good training and miles on the dogs, so we're, we're extremely happy with where we're at so far. Tell me about your kennel and the meaning behind how you named it. Yeah, so it, it, the the kennel, uh, Atka, Atka Kennel, so Atka is from the, um, the Inuit language, a means guardian spirit. So, which we thought was appropriate to kind of have a name that kind of uh, overlooks the whole ranch and all our animals and our family, and that's kind of where we, we came to that conclusion. Um, we really liked it, and it and it went back to the heritage of dog sledding as well, with the you know from the from the Inuit language um, having the name. It's derived from there. So, so and and yeah, from a kennel standpoint, um, you know, when we were in Alberta and when we first started mushing, we were. You know, we were in an area where uh, we didn't have as much land and as much access to trails, so um, we kind of looked all over Alberta across the whole border, the whole border of Crown Land to the Rocky Mountains, and uh, that's where we picked this place. And you know, we have hundreds of miles of trails right from the dog yard, so it's, it's ideal for for training dogs, that's for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, we have a, a 163 acre ranch out here with horses and, and, and all the dogs. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun situation to be in. And, and we have, uh, guest cabins that we typically rent out here. Um, but because of last year we had a, a house fire, so our house burned down. So we oh bought, my. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So Jen and myself and uh, and our twin daughters, Jess and Mac, have been all crammed into one small cabin, which is getting pretty tight. Um, but yeah, we're we're expecting to move in sometime here in November. At the end of November, we're hoping and uh, get life back to normal a little bit. Um, which is now coming the winter season. It's it's become a little more difficult with all the parkas and all that good stuff coming into this small cabin, but. Yeah, we've uh, we've remained positive, and we're looking at it that you know we'll have a brand new house uh, at the end of all this. Well, it couldn't come sooner. Sooner uh, with winter coming, and uh, you guys have some big plans for uh, running the Iditarod. Now, are you guys um, running any other races, or are we? You're just planning the big push. Uh, right now, we've signed up for the Caledonia Classic, which is in British Columbia. It's a 200-mile race, and then from there, we are hopefully the borders will all be open, and we will go up to our, we have a place in Paxson. Oh, okay. Yeah, in Paxson up here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful area. Yeah, so we train down the Denali Highway, and um, it's always really good snow there for training. Yeah, yeah, and so your kennel is very much a family affair, right? You have um, your twin daughters, you know, working in there, and um, reading from your website, it looks like your parents and their when your brothers is working there with you guys too. Yeah, so we have twin daughters that are seventeen and. Uh, just started university, but uh, they're actually still here because it's all um, it's all done online this year. Yeah. So uh, they didn't get to go away to university. So, but we get to see them more. And then uh, Jason's parents are always they his parents and his brother live in Ontario, but they come out here. Especially his parents will come out here for a couple months at a time, especially during the winter, and they usually come up to all the races with us and. And uh, his brother always joins us for the Iditarod and has flown the trail uh, for the last couple of years. Yeah. All right. So everyone's going to plan on coming up together. Do you guys have any other staff or for dog handling when you make that trip? Yeah, we have uh, one uh, guy. His name is Brenham. He is working for us this year, helping me train all the puppies because we have... Uh, 28 yearlings in harness, and and I have so four adults. So he, we kind of split all those yearlings into two teams, and he helps me train. Um, so we each have a team of 16 to train every day, and then Jason has his team. So you got yeah, yep. So they're uh, now are they uh, the two year olds or? No, they're. So for Iditarod, well, they'll be close to two years old, almost two years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you guys are really deep in planning then. Um, and now are the borders open? I mean, are you planning, you drive every, the whole shebang up here then? I guess you're not too far. I mean, at least you're sort of close to us. So maybe that travel isn't uh, too bad by by land, I guess. Yeah, so we will drive up after, we'll come right after the Caledonia Classic, which is the first week in February, and then just remain up in uh, Paxson for 
for right up to Iditarod. So what we're hoping this year is to have a lot of drop bags and stuff done down here, which is um, for anyone that does Iditarod knows that's quite the process. So we're going to try to get that done first and then head up to, uh, to Alaska. Yeah, I actually didn't even think about the drop bag aspect of it. Um, so you are planning to prepare all those ahead of time then before you head out. So do you, so you then just take all that stuff with you and then it's all done and ready when you're here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually, it's interesting because we, we, we bring it down. We have our drop bags, uh, sent to Seattle and then, uh, from Seattle, they, they board a ship that goes up to Alaska. So we have to do our drop bags, uh, quite a, a bit ahead of time of everyone else. Um, if we're here, if we're doing them from Canada, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice service that that's provided uh, by Iditarod for uh, mushers from the lower forty eight in Canada. Yeah, I've been to. I mean, even the drop bag um, process here. You know, if you're here, it it can be quite a, a, a I don't know a challenge, but just a big part of log logistics. And even the yes. <laughs> packing of the, the hay and making sure everything's getting uh, palleted. And we have, um, you know, a big volunteer team that helps out with that. And I, I've uh, stopped in last year to the packing of everything. And it's quite a process <laughs> to get everything yeah. together. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, that for listeners is, is the, uh, from the, the mushing aspect is that, you know, you have the races. Uh, but then you got, you know, outside of those 10 days of itinerary, you know, you've got the, you know, 355 days of, of, of either training or planning or breeding or raising pops or, you know, it's, it basically, it's, it's a, a year round process and, and, you know, itinerary is what people see. Um, but the, you know, I think what makes the difference in our sport is, is what you're doing when you're not racing and how you're preparing and, and, and getting ready. And uh, when we first started, uh, that was a huge learning curve, and <laughs> to see, say the least, because you know when we first first started, we didn't really have anyone to uh, to go to, because especially down here in Canada, it's not uh, a prevalent sport, and it's not something that people are are, are aware of. And uh, you know, and eventually, you know, once we get to start to meet some people and, and got some advice, it, it was very helpful. And you got you two are both coming from some uh, sports backgrounds, though, so you um, kind of have a good sense of, you know, how to keep the team together, all the process, all of the things that go into training. Even though it is a diff totally different sport, and both of you are into hockey, and um, Jason and I hear you were, you know, a professional hockey player for a time, and yeah. I bet yeah. that helps. And, and I think, you know what, I, to be honest, it's not much different than hockey. Um, it's just, uh, it, it's different titles for different uh, different aspects. But really, I mean, we train and operate the same as we would on, on whether, you know, you're playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs or you're working at ATCA. I mean, we're, we're, we take the same attitude to to what we're doing. And, and you know, when I look at it as, as, you know, myself and Jennifer as, you know, we become behind the sled. We become coaches, GMs, and uh, and you know the dogs become the players. 
and and it really you know each dog becomes you know every player is different on a hockey team and every player on a hockey team has a different role you got your goal scorers you know you got your playmakers you got your tough guys you know and, and the same thing you know i look down the line of my main team or jen's team or you know the dogs in the yard you know they all have unique individual personalities and it's you know our job to understand um, how to get the most out of each dog and and how they like to be treated and what you know some some need a little more attention than others and other ones like to be left alone so it's it's a it's unique and uh, it's a lot of fun um, from that aspect and that's really you know one of the differentiations of how we run our kennel is just really is running it like a sports team and no different and uh, you know providing the athletes with the best possible care and and and, you know, understanding what that took to get to the highest level in sport as an athlete, you know, it's no different for those dogs. Um, and they need that same training, that same care, and, the, and, and all of the things that go into making a professional athlete. Is your involvement in other sports still um, ex- pretty extensive, like with hockey? Um, I imagine maybe your daughters are are hockey players maybe and um are they getting into uh mushing um do you are you still very much involved in the local hockey scene there yeah our daughters just finished um their last year of midget last year playing hockey so i didn't really it's quite time consuming when you're in the hockey world because um, you'll be driving two hours to a game, and a game is a couple hours, so you're basically gone the whole day. So last year, you know, Jason was up at the Iditarod, but I I didn't race last year. Just I'd help with training, but I just didn't have the time kind of thing because I was helping coaching and bringing him to all these games. Yeah, but Jen, now was, that Jen was done, very much involved in the hockey part of it, so yeah. But yeah. I think I think the other thing to mention is that so as far as involvement in the sport, um, my brother and I have ownership in a company called Roy Sports Group, which is a players uh, work. It's a player agency for NHL athletes, um, and so you know that my brother's more involved on that front uh, than I am, just because of time restrictions. But it's uh, you know we're definitely very involved in the sport and and, and still love it. And, you know, I have a lot of friends that are that are still playing and then, you know, other people that are into coaching and management now. So that that thing, you know, hockey's hockey's, you know, taught us a lot in life. Uh, and in fact, Jen and I met at the Canada Games, uh, which is basically she was playing for uh, Team Ontario Women's Hockey and I was playing for Team Quebec. And, you know, that's where we met originally. Um, in Prince Edward Island, and, and we've been together since. So it's it's uh, hockey. Hockey's uh, brought a lot to our to our, our life. Well, you guys have a lot going on, um, and it sounds like you're you're just doing all sorts of things. How do you manage the time? <laughs> right? Um, it's going to yeah. be yeah. It sounds very interesting and. Um, you you have definitely have fans in the mushing world so we definitely love having you yeah no it's it's been it's been fun and and i think you know uh you know one of the things that we love is 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 working with children um or kids and and you know we've had uh you know schools out that have disabilities 
the children have disabilities or whatnot. And, you know, we've taken them out on rides and done presentations for them here at the kennel. And, and you know, we really like working with the kids and done a lot of talking and speaking engagements at schools. Um, and I think, you know, the thing about that is that we enjoy is that, you know, when you have animals involved with, with young kids, uh, you know, they tend to listen a lot more because <laughs> kids and animals is, uh, is a, a real good way to get through to them. So, you know, we've done a lot on that side that, you know, we're proud of and, and we enjoy. Um, and I, I think for us is, you know, even now we know how hard it was when we first started out in the sport and, hey, we're learning every day. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to help out anyone else that's trying to get into the sport or interested because, you know, it's not easy to uh, to get started. And it's, I think the, the key thing for the sport in general is, you know, bringing on younger people and bringing people up that, that have interest in, and, you know, having mentors out there available for them um, and being able to help them, uh, you know, go forward. Are, so are your uh, daughters into mushing then? Uh, they, to a certain extent, they help a lot. Um, in the summer, they really help with, because with the puppies, you know, we really want to socialize. And what we've done at our kennel is, you know, we built a three-acre play yard right off the dog yard. And every day, um, you know, the, the puppies all have are in, are in pens that are enclosed in the, in the play yard. So they just get to play every day together and, and just be puppies. And then what we do with the adults in the summertime is our, our philosophy is just let them be dogs and, and enjoy themselves as far as, you know, they all get out in the play yard in different groups and, and get to socialize and play and run around. And, and then, you know, we'll also take them out free running on our trails and, and uh, you know, really give them uh, a nice break in the summer. And then they're, you know, obviously when we start training, they're jacked up again to go and, and all excited. But, you know, that's the whole family's involved from that standpoint. So every single puppy that's raised here knows us all. And, and you know, you see that bond from an early age. uh and the, you know, it's just, it's just remarkable to see, you know, a six week old puppy that was there now on Jen's team that last summer was a puppy. And this year is charging in single lead as a yearling. It's, it's pretty interesting to see. And, and we find that, you know, very, it's very rewarding as, as, you know, doing this, um, you know, to see that development. And how excited are you, Jennifer, to uh, be in the fir your first Iditarod? Uh, it's going to be exciting. I got to see, uh, I actually flew to a lot of the checkpoints last year with my brother-in-law. We'd see Jason along the trail, and I got to get a real good feel of how the race goes and, and uh, just the checkpoints and the different trains. I got to see the trail from above, and yeah, no, I'm really excited, and I'm excited to see my yearling team coming together, and uh, it'll be fun to watch them progress through the year. The yearling, the yearling team is looking so good that I'm maybe going to take the yearling team and give her the main team. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> don't give us, don't give away your whole strategy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no, it's it's uh, it's fun for sure. Yeah, I think um, we might, I think we still have another couple that is uh, running together also. I think we were going to have three couples, but I think, um, I think we just now have two. 
So that's interesting because then you you have two teams, you know, double everything. And I, I've talked about this with other the other couple musher and it's a lot. It's a lot to handle for just one team. And I really commend you guys for really, uh, this is a lot of planning, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and this year's actually, even having two teams will still be easier than most years for us because we've always put teams in both the Quest and Iditarod. And, and, you know, it's two teams in the Quest, two teams in Iditarod, and that's very stressful. Um, so this year's nice that, you know, we're just able to focus on Iditarod. And obviously we're doing one smaller race. And if it wasn't for COVID, you know, we would we would be doing more races, ideally, Um but it is what it is, and, and you know we're, we're making the best of it, and you know we're going to try to meet up with some other friends that are uh, you know in the mushing community that you know we can get the dogs, the younger dogs, used to you know multiple teams out there and, and seeing you know mm-hmm. being in the trailer and all that good stuff that you normally do when you get to races. We're preparing for the COVID uh, mushing season, I guess you would say. Uh, it's it's going to yeah. be an interesting year. It does put a little bit extra uh, planning and preparing on our side too, but we are working really hard to have the you know safest race, just like always, right? Uh, it's yeah. always a safety first. So yeah, uh, yep. No, I was just going to say it's it's just it's got to be tough. It's tough, you know, and that's what for Iditarod and for for all the staff is. You know, it's tough enough to put this race on, and now with the, you know, with the potential of not being able to get into the villages or whatnot, is there's definitely a lot of coordinating, and you know, that's another thing that the fans don't get to see is, is, you know, all that work that goes in the scenes uh, from, you know, from the staff like you guys and, and what you all got to put into it, and uh, you know, it's a lot of work, and and at the end of the day, for us mushers to be able to race such a great race that's so well organized is, is you know. It's just a thrill, and uh, we want to see as much support for the race as possible. And we have um, now a epidemiologist on our team, uh, Dr. Jody Guest, and she is very much um, in the planning of making things safe and um, making all the precautions for everybody, and we're definitely planning that out because we definitely are running, and uh, you know, ho- however that run ends up being, it's going to be safe for everybody. And it's, yeah, that's, yep. you create and plan a, a, a safe environment. And that's the thing is that you kind of create that bubble. Um, just like, you know, the NHL just did or, or any of the sporting groups have done is, is, you know, I did a rod essentially once the mushers leave, it's going to be a bubble that's created and should be safe for everybody. Yep. Yeah, and that that exact word came up uh, is the I basically I did a rod bubble. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, now you said that you usually have um, cabin cabin rentals. Is this part of your uh, kennel business? Do you run tours as well? No. So we don't we don't do tours. Uh, you know, we'll take like I said is we'll take. Um, some of the schools in that are interested in coming out, but, you know, it's not something that we charge people for. And, you know, we'll take friends and family out or stuff that, that are interested, but our focus is, you know, primarily is the racing aspect of it. Um, 
and then you know uh from a standpoint of of business is that you know we have uh jen and i both work for a company that's called maplesoft group that uh i owned and sold my brother and i owned and sold uh five years ago but we're still active within the organization so um we both still have roles so yeah it's it, our main goal of, of the guest cabins is when we had, had bought the ranch, they were here, and it's just pretty much repeat business of, of people that come out to either go out quadding, side-by-sides, or horseback riding, or, or in the winter, snowmobiling. And, um, so, yeah, it's just people that love to come out in the outdoors. Okay. Yeah, well, I know our businesses here have been affected by COVID, but it sounds like you had already had to pare down because of your unfortunate house uh, that caught on yeah. fire so yeah yeah we uh, don't actually have any for rent right now until we the house is built and we can get out of the cabin oh darn yeah. that's so oh that's so terrible <laughs> i'm so sorry that yeah. happened to you oh yeah. i can't imagine what does your um travel then look like you're you're pretty much planning and right now you're you're training then you have yeah, a good yeah. system you got all your plans kind of set and you're just you're just ready to go now yeah it's it's i mean the planning is it, it's tough right because with the borders being closed for us being in canada um you know even for example like trying to get our salmon in the, out of the states is is a real challenge or you know, trying to get anything out of our place from Paxton or, or, you know, just getting different things organized is, is a real challenge because of the border restrictions. But at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're, we're planning uh, ahead so that we can make sure we have everything we need. Um, you know, and, and once we have that done and taken care of, you know, right now the focus is, is 100% on training. Mm-hmm. How do you think um, your last season, let's talk about your 2020 season. Now, I know you had um, ended up in White Mountain and then couldn't go any further. So um, that's always a bummer. I mean, you're so close. And I know there were a few mushers that ended up in that situation also. Uh, Hopefully this year we won't have the water, so much water and overflow in that area, um, you know. Yeah. yeah, it was it was disappointing, but at the end of the day, it was it was like I said. Is every time you step on that trail, it's a privilege. But um, and and the dogs, what they're capable of doing is just. I mean, it floors me every time I get on there. And uh, I just think you know, last year was it was unfortunate. Um, but I've always said, you know, no matter what is philosophy behind the kennel is we never put ego ahead of of what's best for for the team or the dogs or the kennel and you know i think that's important and it's an important factor is is you know we got into a situation where you know uh, a couple of years ago i had a, a pretty bad accident and, and it's well known well documented and it was pretty frustrating and took a long time to recover from and and you know still today i got to be careful on a lot of aspects uh and that was one of those situations where you know, I couldn't afford to, you know, have something uh, like that happen. And, you know, there was some circumstances that, that took place on the trail. And, and it was just a matter of, you know, again, putting the team and my health ahead of ahead of uh, getting to, to Nome 
in that scenario. And, you know, I, I mean, I could have pushed through and last thing I wanted was to be rescued. Uh, and so I decided to, to head back, um, to White Mountain and then that, that's where it ended. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that, uh, you like to see happen, but at the end of the day, it was, you know, you learn so much, um, and my whole, my, I mean, the goals for the kennel and what we're trying to accomplish, um, I think we're, we're right there. And, you know, um, the team that we have, the main team, and, you know, this team that Jen's running is with some very strategic uh, readings that we've done. Um, we're pretty proud of, and, you know, I worked with Terry Streeper, and we bred to uh, one of his main, main dogs from 30 years ago um, named Hawk. We, uh, we, we bred to a frozen vial that was 30 years old and had a litter of five. And Terry has one of the dogs and we have four. And we've also did a breeding with one of his other superstars named Horse from 30 years ago. <clears throat> so really bringing back some old lines from the past into the future here. And, you know, we've also uh, bred to Lance's famous Zorro, um, and had seven pups out of that, and that was a frozen semen vial as well. Uh, one of the the veterinarians here in Red Deer, they uh, see who what they specialize in uh, in this, and they've been very helpful, and, and we've had success every time we've tried it with them. So, you know, our, our part too is is as far as the sport goes, is trying to be innovative is, and and try to you know always you know not just do something to do it, is try to always you know think ahead and strategically and, and, you know, if we're going to have dogs is try to, you know, put the best dogs out there and, and really work on, um, you know, improving the breed as much as we can. And, you know, so many people ahead of us have done such a great job. Um, you know, it's made it easy, but again, it's, it's finding out what you like in your dog and what you like in a, in a team and, and breeding for it. And, and that yeah, last year was a very strategic year for us as well as this summer. And, you know, we're only as good as, it's the same as, like I said, the hockey analogy is that, you know, you have your your, <clears throat> your pro team and then, you know, you have your minor leagues where, you know, that team's future is only going to be as good as what's coming up through the minors. And that's kind of how we operate with our, our yearlings and our puppies is, you know, always trying to improve on, on what's currently here. And, and, you know, the dogs get to, to live a great life and, and you know, it's, it's fun to see that, uh, that process take place. Well, it's going to be uh, really exciting to see you guys uh, running together and um, have you back, Jason, next this next race, and we're we're all looking forward to it. Um, is there any special parts of the trail that you just absolutely enjoy? Um, what you look forward to getting there, or you just remember that spot, and every time you go through it, you're you're just um, kind of reminiscent at all. Uh, anytime seeing a checkpoint, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. It, uh, Tacotten is always fun if you stop there. Um, that's always a fun stop. But I think you know once you're once you get through the Alaska Range uh, and you know getting through the gorge and all that good stuff. You know, or my first couple times those were a little nerve wracking, but got got a little more used to it now. But um, you know, I think if I look back at it, I think the most memorable spot for me is, is, 
you know, coming into Nome is on Cape Nome. Just you know, every time I get there, I stop, and no matter where I am in the race, is, is just stop and thank the dogs and, and take time to to kind of you know really praise them um, for everything they've done. And you know, the dogs is they're so smart and they just they just understand uh, what's going on. And and uh, it, it's funny to see that they you know they just come in the rest of the way. They're just tails wagging, bouncing, and just so excited, no matter, even after a thousand miles, and it's, it's always fun to see. So I think that that's probably my favorite, you know, moment. Um, and then there's just, you know, the camaraderie out there and, you know, the competition that's going on, as well as, you know, meeting, you know, people and seeing all the vets along the trail that, that, and just seeing how much the people truly care and, and how much they put in as volunteers you know, it's, it's remarkable, uh, the effort that goes into it. It's, it's not just one person, it's everyone takes an army, right? And, and it's, uh, you know, just seeing that and the care that goes into it and the, the love for the dogs is just amazing. I'm just so excited for, um, for Jennifer to run this race and how cool is that going to be to cross under the, the burled arch and, you know, be there together and supporting each other. That's going to be a cool sight. I mean, that's got to make you feel good, right? Yeah, we're we're looking forward to it. <laughs> we were talking about the steps in the gorge. That'll be, uh, at least I won't really <laughs> know it's difficult until I get through it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll lend, her, I'll lend her my helmet for that section. Uh, are we, um, <laughs> yeah, so what do you, yeah. It'll, it, Jen's pretty tough, so it's... Uh, I figure if he can get through it, I can get through it. Yeah. <laughs> right? She's, she's tougher than me. They'll probably do better than I do. But, uh, yeah, so it, it, it is really exciting. It, it, and I think, you know, what we take the most pride in is... is it, it, I mean, everyone that, that is in the sport is has a love for and a passion for the animals. And, and, and they're obviously the primary focus, but... For us is, you know, having our girls, my parents, my brother, you know, me and Jan and everyone involved with the dogs and having a personal relationship with each dog and, you know, really, you know, that's our, our you know, our pride and joy is, is seeing these dogs and seeing them develop and, and you know, being out there and, and, you know, the racing is the one aspect of it, obviously, uh, you know, I'm going to go out there and compete this year, uh, but at the end of the day is is being out there with, you know, I, I look at it at that time, it's, it's, the only thing that's frustrating is you can only take 14 of your best buddies out. I wish we could take more. Um, so at least with two teams, we'll have 28 of them out there. And uh, that'll be fun to see. And, you know, just to see all those dogs come across the line, and especially with Jen, you know, a lot of them will be their first time. And um, it'll, be, uh, it'll be exciting for sure. Do you have um, team logo wear? Uh you might have to get some like shirts or something or hats since the, you're both running and yeah. your family will be there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, we have, uh, I mean, we have our kennel colors and we have our, you know, the sweatshirts and stuff. We haven't sold a lot. It's not like we sold a lot of the gear or anything, but we've more or less given it away to, to people or sponsors or, or to friends and family. And, and, you know, whenever anyone comes up to Iditarod, it's, it's great to have their support. Um, you know, I think this year with, with COVID and everything that's going on, 
it's going to be uh, it'll be a little tougher to manage, and who knows what will happen with ceremonial start or or, or any of that. So, but, but regardless, is you know our plan is the COVID's happening everywhere, so the you know we're we're no different. It's just planning around it and staying positive, and you know we're we're planning on getting up there and you know one way or the other. And uh, if we have to mush across the border, <laughs> the back country, <laughs> we will. But no, we're we're we're. Don't worry, we'll have a COVID test done. Yeah, we'll have a COVID <laughs> test done. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's a, it's just a it's a great event, and and uh, we're super stoked about it. Well, thanks you guys for coming on the show. Um, uh, it was super enjoyable to talk to you, and I'm super excited to have you guys. Uh, I, th I think it's unique having, uh, you know, a couple doing this race together and everything that goes into it and having, knowing that you have a whole family behind you working with you. I think that's pretty special. Um, so where can people find you? Of course, on your website and that's, is it Atka Kennels or? www.atkakennels.com. Okay. So go visit. Yeah, thank you. Yep. And do you have a social media? Oh, yeah, Chase Park. It's under Jason Campo Atka Kennels. Okay, so go check out um, atkakennels.com and Jason Campo Atka Kennels. And is that on uh, Facebook or Instagram? How how much of the social do you guys get into? Uh, there, we we try to do some posts and stuff, and and uh, you know, again, it's a it's a time restriction, but um, we like to try to. For anyone that's that's watching or supporting or that they can't see it every day, we kind of try to do some posts just so that they they can follow and and you know follow along. But at the end of the day, um, you know we would like to have a better presence and 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 show more. But it's just it's just the the time restrictions for us. Um, you know, the, having the mushing career as well as the you know professional career uh, and managing all that together is is definitely a challenge at times but you know we're busy but we like it and that's the way we like to be is 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 going you know going all the time so it keeps us on our toes well i'm sure your fans like anything that you can share with them so be sure to go and uh check out atka kennels website social media uh follow them and support these guys all right thanks for joining us and we're gonna sign okay, yeah. off